This is part two of a two-part interview with classical music's number one maverick, Jade Simmons. Jade is a creator of transformational experiences designed to activate audiences into becoming the biggest, boldest version of themselves. She's been named one of the best keynote speakers of 2019 and 2020 and is passionate about connecting people with their purpose. We pick up part two of the interview where I'm asking Jade how she has been able to find wisdom in life that she now shares with her audience. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Wow. So as you've uncovered like that framework, like, was it through trial and error? Was it just like, tell me a little bit even about that. Like, cause that's, that's very clear, right? Like you said, kind of the four steps and I love the simplicity of it. And I love the fact that uh, that starts with you, right? If you don't, if you're trying to get affirmation from other people that you're worthy, <laughs> like you're just going to live a life that's so reactionary and oh, yeah. you'll never feel worthy. Right. So it's like a lot of fact that you're starting with self-awareness, but even just like knowing your enemy, like there's so many things there that, I mean, we can unpack all of those, yeah. but how did you, how did you come across, how did you come across like that framework? And, yeah. and was it all at one time or was it just like, kind of like you said, building blocks where it's like, God took you here one place and then here the next. And it's like, now you have this wisdom to share. Mm -hmm. What did that journey look like? Uh, curiosity is key. Uh, and that's something that I teach my corporate audiences. You got to get really curious. You got to get annoyingly curious. Why did that just happen? So one of mm. the biggest, um, to answer your question, there were layers, but I got curious about what was happening very quickly. There were a couple of patterns. I was always almost getting what I wanted. I was mm. first runner up at Miss America right? At this big music competition, I uh, almost made the finals. And it was so frustrating because I would feel deserving. And I started asking, what, what's up with this, God? I know I'm mm. prepared. And sometimes I know I'm the best person for this job. What just happened? Uh, and so you have to get beyond your arrogance, right? You have to get beyond your ego and ask the hard questions. It's not enough just to say, you know, this competition was rigged. Ah, that's weak. What happened um, when I lost Miss America? Coming in second is the hardest thing. You're the person who gets yanked off during the drum roll and then they crown mm -hmm. the other girl, right? Um, that one was hard. But you know what happened that year? And this is when I got curious. This is why I'm telling you the story. She won what I was going after, the crown, the penthouse, the year of travel and speaking. I was speaking on youth suicide prevention. So she won, I thought I got sidelined. Turns out there was internal scandal with the organization. She didn't even get to do what she had won because of organizational issues that had nothing to do with her. So for months, she was sidelined. Mm -hmm. Right before I went to Miss America, Columbine, the Columbine massacre happened. Suddenly, youth suicide and violence were the top issue in the nation. I, was, I ended up traveling more 
um, than she did. And I was speaking across the nation, not just in my state, even though I didn't win Miss America. Now, had I won, I would have been sidelined at the point where the nation needed voices more than ever to speak on these issues. Hmm. That was a huge wake up call. Do I still sometimes find myself re-answering the final question uh, at Miss America in my head? I do. Every couple of years, I'll find myself replaying that. But the regret of losing is long gone because I understand now I didn't lost. I didn't lose. I actually mm -hmm. won what was needed for the time. And that was hard. But that one um, moment got me curious about how many times has this been happening? So now mm -hmm. whenever we say trial and error, it's really trial and the exploration of the error, right? So now I'm getting very curious about all the no's I get, um, all the things that seem to be rejections and I inspect them. And almost every time I find rejection was divine protection. Almost every time I find a no was actually a yes to the thing that I really needed to be doing. Um, and so that got me into the habit of reframing what was happening, really understanding. Um, and that started early on in my career. The other big thing that I had to do and I encourage others to do um, is to not operate based on what I think I might lose, but operate focused on what there is to gain. So when mm -hmm. I started introducing rap and electronics into my classical music, I thought I'm gonna lose a couple of Mozart heads on this probably. But I gained one of the most diverse audiences in classical music and that got me the nickname of being classical music's number one maverick. Hmm. It's, as you were, as you're sharing your story, it made me think um, one of my favorite authors is Andy Andrews. And he, he says the quality of your answers is determined by the quality of your questions. Mm. And I've just really been thinking a lot lately about, you know, when, especially how the brain works, your brain is this like problem solving machine, right? So when you ask, when you ask bad questions to yourself, like, why do I keep losing? It's going to go give you an answer. Yeah. Right. It's like plugging that into Google being like, <laughs> because you suck. Yeah. And then that's it. And, you know, <laughs> right. Over, because, right? because you messed up here on this, or you didn't do this mm -hmm. well, like, um, and your brain is actually proving out this belief, right? right? But if you ask yourself a better question, it's going to go find that solution as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll use the analogy if you plug into Google, like death and click on images, it's going to show you coffins, skull and crossbones, like mm -hmm. black, like, or mm -hmm. you could plug in paradise and you're going to see sandy beaches, palm mm -hmm. trees, beautiful ocean, like it's neutral, whatever question you put in there, it's going to like give right. you a response. Right. And so as you start asking really great questions, you, you got an epiphany, you got really great answers. Like the spirit revealed to you over and over. Here's, here's the pattern. Here's why, you know, for his purpose. And it makes me think about like one thing that I've been working with my clients on is when you ask yourself those bad questions, you kind of stay in this like poor mindset, like this primal way of thinking of fear, right? Where you either flee, fight, flight, or freeze, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it's like, why didn't I win? It's because I suck. And you're in this, like, you get, <laughs> you get stuck in this place where you're, you can't create. Like, you're so reactionary versus asking yourself an empowering question. Like, that's where you get in the creator mode. And 
I feel like the most empowering question you can ask is like, who do I need to become? That's it. That's so it. like, who do I need to become to win more? Or who do I need to become to like make the best of this scenario? And it goes back to interesting enough, that first command where God said, be fruitful. Mm -hmm. He said, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it and have dominion. And so there's this, when you look at the verbs, it doesn't actually say the word do, but it's mm -hmm. like, you be fruitful, right? You create, you reproduce after the seed that's inside of you, you recreate. And then when it's saying multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, like that's a do verb, right? Like you don't be multi, you don't um, be multiply, you do multiply. Mm -hmm. And it's like have dominion. So there's this like sequence there in this first command of being, doing and then having that's good and so much of society gets stuck on the doing what do i need to do better how do i be more efficient how do i be a better parent what do i need to do i'll give you one better than that they don't just get stuck on doing they get stuck on looking like they're doing <laughs> which is even worse right how do i look successful right right how do i appear calm how do if you don't become, if you don't know, at least the way that I see it, whenever I feel any sort of anxiety, and again, let me be honest and say, fear and anxiety are not uh, common for me. They are not common feelings that I have or emotions that I have. So when I feel that, I know there is something to be inspected because it is not natural for me. That's why we mm. start again at, how did God create Jade? Well, he created her with a gift for speaking, um, she tends to be fearless. We'll jump and put the parachute on later. We'll build the plane as she flies it. Right. So when she feels hesitant, what is that? And my question is always, God, um, am I moving ahead of you? If so, what should I, or what's the next step is my new thing. What's, what's the next first step. So you're, I love, you're saying, asking the right questions, you know, the being and the doing, we always say with the women, uh, and the men that I coach is who do you need to become to get what you're going after? Because mm -hmm. God's such a great and gracious God, who's also intent on his purpose. He's not going to allow you to have something you're not ready to hold and maintain. Why would he give you breakthrough, allow you in a breakthrough and have you fumble across the finish line, right? Because God intends for his purposes to prevail. He's got to put that purpose in the hands of people who can carry the ball all the way. Uh, mm -hmm. And so again, if you're, if you're not uh, the person who can handle rejection, he's probably not going to let you go through the door yet where there's a lot of rejection on the other <laughs> side of it. Right. So I think in that way, it's beautiful and empowering and encouraging to know I can always be where I'm supposed to be. If I'm asking that question of who do I need to be right now to do right. what you have me to do. And it, it keeps you in that empowered state and like you just mentioned, where, you know, it's like, we've all experienced that downward spiral, right? Where we've had the, the negative thoughts that lead to like, why do I suck? And then we get fearful mm -hmm. and we freeze, you know, we quit something or we resist it. You know, there's, we get in that way where we can't make great decisions. But when you look at the way God created the world and even there's like the universe, in order for a breakthrough or change to happen, we have to bring energy to it right like in order for it in order for elon musk to send a rocket into outer space like 
there's so much energy just to get out of the atmosphere, yeah. right? And then these huge fuel tanks fall off when they get into space. Yeah. In order for you to change your, your body composition, you have to bring energy and exercise. Like even taking care of your home, if you don't bring energy to keep it up, it just falls apart, you know, or to boil water, you have to bring energy. And so it's like when we live in this, when we ask bad questions and we live in anxiety, overwhelm and doubt, we feel like we don't have enough time, but we just spend so much time focusing on these things that drain our energy. That's right. And to me, when you ask the question, who do I need to become? It keeps you in this empowered state where you can bring energy to create the breakthrough that leads to transformation, right? Good. And it's, yeah, so like the idea, who do I need to become? If I need to become someone who's okay receiving rejection, like I have a lot of grace at that point when I yeah. don't do it well, right? It's like, well, this is who I'm becoming. I'm becoming someone who can um, get rejected and keep moving okay. forward and keep walking in my assignment, right? And it doesn't don't you think, derail don't you think, me. Tom, it's good to clarify there when we say, who do you need to become? It's not the world's version of becoming, which is what surgery do I need to have? What clothes do I need to wear um, to look like I have? Again, the truth is we kind of already have all the answers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, God tells us who we are. Um, he also tells us who he is. And if we're made in his image, let's see, who is God? Okay, he's a God of justice. He's a God of righteousness. He's a God of love. Am I operating in love? He's a God of forgiveness. Am I operating in forgiveness? Because if I want to be a coach to millions and I haven't mastered forgiveness in my life, then I am now pouring that seed of unforgiveness into the millions that I'm saying I want God to entrust me with. So if when you ask that question, you feel like you're getting back a blank, then you can also start with the word of God and see who he's already said he's created us to be. See if you have you mastered the fruits of the spirit. Right. So if, again, if you're drawing a blank, just start with the fruits of the spirit. Am I operating with patience? Right. Do I operate in kindness? Um, I always have to work on gentleness. I'm, I'm a little more uh, aggressive. So my husband and I always joke, um, you know, we'll have a, a week where I'm just working on being sweeter because we, we spar. We're, we've been together since we were in high school. So our relationship dynamic is a very funny one and playful and we love it. And some days we say, let's just be sweet today. Let's not be snarky because our snarky is really hilarious, right? Um, and so we, you have to know those things about your, yourself in order to make the adjustments. But again, the word of God is the greatest manual for who we need to become, right? Mm -hmm. It's never something, I'll tell you what, it's the enemy talking if he's telling you you need to become anybody else, anybody else outside of you. He's never going to tell you you need to be uh, Kim Kardashian, you need to be uh, you know, enter name here. You don't have to be anyone else. You just have to be the biggest, boldest version that he's created you to be. Right. Because that's how we be fruitful, right? Like an apple tree is fruitful by just being an apple tree. That's good. Like, <laughs> so when we operate in that being right at our purpose and the thing that's fascinating to me is everything God made, he made to succeed. Yeah, that's good sun shines, birds fly, grass grows, trees grow. Humans are the only one that have a choice on whether they succeed or not. And it's like, we, that's a whole nother rabbit trail, but yeah. yeah, it's like operating in that being where it's like, I really believe that God gave us desires. Think about that sequence, be doing, having, he gave us desires to have certain things 
because his greatest desire is us to become more. So if the sequence is becoming more, becoming the person who can do the thing to have what we want to have, like that's a win for God and a win for us. Yeah. Right? We're operating in our assignment. Um, and to do so his will, right? You know, I mean, and I'm only clarifying here because I know there's so much other gospel out there, right? Tom, that tells us our sole existence is to get what we want, um, to, to earn the title we want. And we confuse getting the title with being, oh, mm-hmm. I want to become CEO. Well, that's not quite what I'm talking about when I say, who do I need to become, right? And so we ask ourselves to be CEO, what's necessary? What God-given traits do I need to develop further in order to uh, be able to hold that position in a way that would give honor and glory to God. hundred percent. And I would add to that, that that desire to be CEO is a good and healthy desire. And the enemy wants us to pervert it, to twist it. And we think, what do I need to do to get there? That means I need to stab people in the back. I need to do all these things. <laughs> but when we when we focus on becoming who it is that God wants us to become, and we can get to CEO, we've proven, we've passed the test that we can be faithful, that we'll use that position for his glory. Um, the same way, like you just alluded to, like God's not going to give us something that's going to destroy us. I've got four boys and my oldest is eight. If he wanted a Ferrari, <laughs> it would be unloving for me to give him a Ferrari right now because he has not become the person who can drive the Ferrari. That's not a bad desire, Mm -hmm. but he needs to show himself faithful that he can become that person that's responsible enough to have a Ferrari and knows how to drive a Ferrari and handle the Ferrari so that it doesn't kill him and doesn't destroy him. Yeah. Right. right. And so when that word perversion is key, like you said, right. The enemy can come can pervert even the desire or the understanding of the desire, which if we've been seeking God first, then we have the benefit of knowing that most of what I'm desiring now, because I've been seeking him first is the desire he's put on my heart. So it's okay to want it to go after. (laughs) Right. So there's even the word, the word wicked is where we get our word wicker from, which just means twisted. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the enemy, it's like he twisted God's word in the garden. You know, it's like Eve was this. And so yeah, I don't want to get off track there, but it's like, yeah, these desires, the desires that God has put in you to be a leader, to be an influencer and to do these things, you know, if someone has a desire to be CEO and um, we can get it twisted and be like, oh, they just want it for the money. They want it for the yeah. glory. They want it for the acclaim. And if you wanted those things, like, then you're probably gonna have a tough time getting it God's way, right? Like you're going to have to do it the world's way. Yeah. But if you show yourself to be faithful and you rise to that position, then it's, you become someone like Joseph That's right. who was in a time like that to, to save his people. And um, yeah, so it's becoming that person and like God giving you the desires of your heart. It's like, he's going to give them to you to like make a kingdom impact, That's right. but we have our part to play to, to be faithful in it and, and to receive that, that next promotion. So I'm curious, tell me a little bit about like projects you're working on right now what are some passion projects that you're you're part of what what is kind of like your vision for operating and succeeding in your assignment uh, you know over the next year over the next five years yeah you know I'll start with the end of that what I'm finding is especially when you've taken the mandate to heart to be fruitful the hardest thing is to know where to focus the fruit where the focus the fizz right so mm-hmm. um 
I know that the rest of 2021 for me is supposed to be about releasing content. There's so much content on my heart, whether that comes out in audio form, podcast form, there's books that I'm working on, multiple books. And so I just need to finish birthing <laughs> all this content to feel uh, like I can put to the forefront some of the other business-related items. I've mentioned coaching, coaching a few times. Uh, oh, I wish we had a whole other hour to talk about that word twisted. But I think um, coaching is one of those things that have, has become twisted. And I, first of all, thank you for the work that you do and the type of coaching that you do. I think the most essential coaching is to help people know who they are. Then they'll be able to birth what they're called to birth. Then they can go to specialist coaches to work on business or to work on whatever it is they're building. Uh, but I, I'm excited about launching a new uh, coaching model that we really believe will revolutionize the way that coaching is done and help people to be able to walk away with the biggest takeaway being a, a bigger, bolder version of themselves, the one God created them mm. to be, uh, versus being mini-me's of the gurus they've been working with um, and repeating messaging and verbiage that often is ripped off and stolen from sound spiritual principle, but has been modified and twisted so much now that it doesn't operate as effectively as it needs to be. So releasing a lot of content, I have a book I'm working on, working title, The Definitive Guide uh, to Purpose, since we've been mm. talking about that. Um, I feel like I speak about purpose in a different way and I've spent a lot of years really unraveling what it is and what it's not. So I'm excited for that. I also uh, wanna release a book about uh, the, effect, the effect of politics on Christianity, where we've kind of lost our way there. Uh, we got some incredible, real-time insights last year that I think I need to, to release for the world to see. Uh, but I'm just excited to really lean into making a lasting impact, something that if I were gone tomorrow, people can still pick up um, and affect generations to come where they are concerned. Mm. That's awesome. Thank you. That, that, that legacy piece, I asked myself, what do I want my family to be known for 200 years from now? Mm -hmm. And thinking like, okay, working backwards, right? Reverse engineering. If I want the Herman family to be known for, you know, X, Y, Z, well, that means I need to be able to create a system or share it so that it gets to two to three different generations, right? Like it's not just going to be my four boys. And uh, so like one of my goals is like, how do I continue to make a kingdom impact, you know, until Jesus comes back? which may be next week, you know, based on how things are going or based it could on how, be, yeah, could be, could be tomorrow <laughs> or, um, you know, it could be, it could be a thousand years from now. Like we don't yeah. know, but like, how do, like you're saying, like, how do you make that impact well past the time that, um, that we're here? So that's, it's really powerful. And it's neat to see you step into birthing those projects because, having four kids and seeing my wife go through that process, mm -hmm. the, the labor piece is, and it's kind of like that messy middle, right? It's exciting to get a new idea. It's exciting to launch it. And yet when you're like 75, 80% mm -hmm. of the way in, it's like, oh, that's yeah. because that's you need where the support, money is made. Right. You need the support. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, you know, kudos to the women who in different cultures, apparently used to go out to the forest, squat, give birth and come back. I, I, I think of myself as a pretty tough female, but I don't know if I could have done that. There's that point. Uh, I remember with my daughter, 
Um, I wanted to have uh, natural childbirth, no medicine. And with my son, we weren't able to because of complications. So with my daughter, all of my type A overcompetitive self was on display. And um, in the first labor with my son, I didn't have nurses who wanted to help me give birth naturally. They were all trying to get me uh, <laughs> as much medicine as possible. So I felt like I was on my own. With my daughter, I had this incredible nurse. And right when we were on those final pushes, Tom, I was kind of like, what was I thinking? <laughs> and I remember her saying, listen, this is what you said you wanted. And this is why you said you wanted it. You said you wanted your daughter to come out clear headed. You don't want any. And she just gave me the list back and helped me as I bit down on my thumb. Uh, and she held the other hand. But I remember there was support and my husband was there, you know, but he just wanted me to be out of the pain. Uh, but this nurse was like, I want you to do what you said you wanted because mm. you made a sound decision at the beginning. Don't doubt that decision now. And even in my business, the things that we're going for are 10 times bigger than anything we've done. And the hardest part is realizing, wait a minute, before we can launch, we need more team. We need more infrastructure. We have to shore up our systems. And that's not the fun, glamorous part, right? Mm -hmm. Launching is easy. Speaking, marketing, that's easy for me. But that sit still and finish the infrastructure so that when you launch, it will be sustained. That's where we are now. And it's exciting um, to be made to really um, make sure your foundation is on solid rock and not on sand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jay, thank you so much for your time today. I know we're coming up here close to the hour. Um, if people want to learn more about you, what resources do you have to help them in their journey or, or where can they find out more um, about what you do? Of course, they can find out more about um, my speaking and music activities at jadesimmons.com. Uh, those who've been interested in what I've been doing politically will find more at operationrestoration2020.com. And I mostly hang out on Instagram in terms of kind of real-time inspiration and interacting uh, with the people who've been following the message. I'm at official Jade Simmons on Instagram. Okay, awesome. And um, just final question, as people listening and say it really resonated with them, this like birthing analogy, something that was like heavy burden or knowing that they, they need to create and bring something into the world and maybe they've been holding back. What would you say to them as far as taking action, taking the next steps to, to follow through on that? When I was uh, doing some initial training in college for speaking, uh, one of a really good mentors said to me, Jade, why you, why now? She made me answer that question. If we're going after this thing, it can't just be to win, right? Why you, why now? And I think everyone, every year, if not every quarter, if not every week should ask that question, but you ask it to God, God, why me, why now? Why are you giving me this idea? And is this really you? And if it is, I trust you to tell me what the next steps are, to help me not be fearful of any lack of resources. So it's an issue now of trusting who God has made you to be, trusting him to help you become who you need to be, and trusting him to be with you throughout the journey. That's awesome. I love that question. So thank you again so much for your time. Um, hopefully you guys found this information valuable. I know I did. And um, please rate the show, subscribe, leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as help get more exposure to help 
more people. And remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey everyone, it's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF, Life Purpose Roadmap, at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.